And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the post-apocalypse on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian who wasn't going to let the complete destruction of society get her down until she learned there's no more McDonald's Diet Coke. Then she lifted her head, roared, I am become death, destroyer of worlds, and was gone. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's a man who plans his, to spend his post-apocalypse searching for other people with generators and good DVD collections. And then spoiling the shit out of 500 Days of Summer for them, it's Alan Moss. And he's a comedian originally from Reno, Nevada, which means he's already lived through all this. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to braise your long pig. I'm her husband, Daniel, and sometimes I admit I feel bad about trading my wife for that two-gallon can of beans. I mean, I could have had the cream corn. No, the beans were good. No regrets. Saying hop on board the love bunker and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Fig Newtons. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello and welcome to the show, Dave Huntsberger, who's been on the show before, but never on the Thursday show. So welcome to the Thursday show for the first time. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't even... I. Whew. I don't know how to prepare. <laughs> I'm just going to see. Just be yourself. You just got to jump right in. I'm already nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> but Thursday? <laughs> I mean, I Thursday? It's a big day. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's one-seventh of the week. Yeah. It's a whole one-seventh. It mm-hmm. gets its whole day. Yes. It gets an all, entire all, day to yeah. itself. And I'm a part of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm underprepared. <laughs> well, that's okay. Okay, thank you. We'll see how it goes. Oh. Jenna... Hello. Hi. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Allison. That was an excellent intro by your husband. I, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. He's sitting right here. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Daniel, <laughs> Mr. Private Shits. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed my intros are getting longer each week. <laughs> I have. I have noticed that because you'll send them to me sometimes during the day. And the amount of words I'm reading is just growing <laughs> I don't have and time growing. To edit but them it's, down. A, it's amusing to me to watch how you're going to cram it all in. Yeah, you did a good job today. Ugh, it was yeah. a, it was a struggle. Thank you, I appreciate it. And I appreciate that you ran. I don't know if this is uh, yes. talking about how the sausage is made, but you ran it past me if I had a sense of humor about Reno. <laughs> whenever we get okay, so whenever we get someone new. Uh, I, I'm not sure, and I ha- I'm going to make a crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Actually, I don't know that I ever have. And I always feel bad, because I'm like, oh, maybe they don't realize that, like, am I allowed to tease them about that? You know, because if you don't know somebody, and you're the first, yeah. one of the first things I'm saying to you is teasing you about something. It's- yeah, last week, Ali Segal came across the table at me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, I yeah, like she, that you uh, pronounced her last name like Steven Segal. <laughs> how, how do you pronounce Siegel, I think. Oh. Yeah. I like Seagal. That's why she came across the table with me. <laughs> yeah. Um oh no. I was just about to say something and I've already lost it. Oh. You guys, I'm at this point of being pregnant where either it's making me forgetful or I am blaming everything on the pregnancy. It I feel like it's a little real. bit of both. The pregnancy brain is real. It's not just pressure from Thursday. <laughs> it's, it's pressure from my uterus on the Thursday center of my brain. Yes. Okay, let's retrace our steps. I was staring at Daniel. 
and I was yeah. about to say something, and it pertained to you, and I think it pertained to the intro. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It had to do with the drop that Jeff played. So, Mr. Private Shits, that is from the Shane Dawson episode, because both Shane and I have, this is a Monday episode of my show, both Shane and I have this thing where we want someone to witness you going to the bathroom? Yes, but it's not about I need you to witness me going to the bathroom. It's about I need you to love like and accept every facet of me warts and all and it's not warts oh. it's shit it's like if someone <laughs> so i was looking at me like i'm insane uh, so I, like, it's not a public you don't want to be shitting about you want it not to be private between the two of you yes right. i want i want daniel and i to have an open door policy and so far it's uh, open I'm, door on one end like I'm i leave firmly on your side daniel. thank you yeah it's i'm uh, civilized so <laughs> sitcoms yeah. i think or, or maybe movies really romanticize that like look how familiar they are with each other it's the worst it's terrible it's terrible it's the one thing you can have of like this is my little time there not needs- that you need it not that it has to be there yeah. but it is preferred. there needs to be mystery <laughs> you know i want to know what your shit sound like with no door between us. <laughs> i don't even like being talked to through the door yeah 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 I agree. Like I, I was like, this, this is, this is. It. I'm in airplane mode if I'm in the toilet. Mm-hmm. I, I just, sorry. That's okay. I, I, if I, <laughs> I just have to know what Al's up to in there. So if he's in there, just a quick in and out, yeah. I will talk to him through the door. But if I know That's he's true. in there for the long haul, like if you hear grunt, I'll leave him alone. I'm in yeah. here, you know, policy. focusing up. I don't need, I don't need distractions. <laughs> That's my Allison. You should just be happy. I don't lock the door anymore. <laughs> I used to lock the door. Did you really? Well, I grew up in a in a house that was very small, one bathroom, and if you didn't lock that door, someone might barge right in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just yeah. got in the habit of locking the door. That's, well, that's how much smart. I trust you, honey. I don't lock the door. That's I didn't as far know that you used goes. to. But there's a new thing that's happened in our house, which is like Daniel is very I, Mr. Private Shits. Hope you don't mind if I tell everyone about this. Daniel's very. I probably do. <laughs> he's fairly regimented in terms of like there's times of the day that he will be in the bathroom, whereas it, it really could be any time for me. Right. It could be all the times for me. Um. So, in the morning bathroom trip, Wendy used to sit outside the door, and we used to call her the bathroom guard dog. For me. Yes, she was guarding. She would Daniel always guard the bathroom door for me. But which is their relationship has taken a step forward. Whereas Daniel and my relationship has stayed in one place, which is now he lets her into the bathroom with him and she loves it in there. <laughs> oh, that's got to create the, just so much jealousy. It, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of competition. Yeah, because then she trots out like, you don't know what I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She knows whether you're, whether you're like a hundred percent baby wipes, zero toilet paper, or whether there's she a knows, little bit of toilet paper and it. baby wipes happening. And she'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What is it about the intimacy? Because you know certain things, like whether there's a squatty potty involved or something like that. <laughs> you probably have an idea if there's baby wipes around, mm-hmm. if that gets in the mix. Mm-hmm. But what oh, is it like? You just want the to be brushing your teeth and just know like, there's my guy. It, yeah, no, what the, it, what the, yeah, what the goddamn hell is it? Just tell me. I don't like when anyone says no to me and that door is a big fat no. <laughs> Every door is a no. And you respect it when it's unlocked. That's impressive. I, I don't, well, the funny thing is that I don't know yeah, how she much. She won't anymore. I don't know how much Definitely I want to barge in there as much as I don't want to have to shut the door. Like, I, I don't. It's very one-sided. A very one-sided conceptual sort of I want someone I want the person that I love to accept every par- part of me. Like actually this just came up um I don't know where but I know it just came up recently. 
um, whether like how much is so when I ha- give birth to this baby, where's Daniel going to be, and how much is he going to see? Oh yeah, because there's this Stay kind back. of a thing in culture this debate about whether men should see all that because you can't unsee it. Now, Al, you said to me that you watched it because it's a miracle and you're not going to miss out on it. I totally agree. So, but that's what I said. I stayed up at Jenna's face for the better part of it. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't want to just go down there hanging out. But (laughs) when they were like, hey, her head's, you can see your head. You want to see your head? I said, absolutely. You don't set up a, a folding chair and have your <laughs> and beer yeah, cozy. Like a your head glove man. on, ready yeah, to catch exactly. the baby. Exactly. Just a You're bag, not a bag of lays. down there just trying to see what's going on. You're letting the nurses do their thing, but to see that, it, it was absolutely a miracle. I told you that's what amazing. I would do. I don't yeah. I, 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 I think you need to decide in the moment. You need to know how well Allison's doing. You need to if know it's like, a natural, If it's a natural birth, I'll want to see that. If if it's anything other than natural, I have, I'm out of there. I have <laughs> well, like if it comes out of some other part of me, if it's a butt birth, just unnatural birth. I don't know. Yeah, out of the butt, <laughs> slice and grab. You know, right, well, the C-section. butt gets involved. But here's sometimes. the thing, though: yes. if she does poop mm. while giving birth, you're gonna see her poop. So if the only fair thing to do is afterward, if she does poop during the birth and you see it. Mm-hmm. You have to open the door. I just feel like that's like a fair situation, a trade off. Although, like I said, <laughs> I don't, I don't have this. Like, I'm not dying to see him poop. I'm <laughs> dying for him Apparently to be okay. With, I'm dying for him to be okay with seeing me poop, whether okay, it be on okay. the baby now, or in now, the toilet. <laughs> now, why, why would I be? Why would I want to see you poop if you don't want to see me poop? <laughs> Now we're getting somewhere. Oh, wow. The pooper has become the poopy. Um, you know, like, wait, let me just see if I can. Why would you want to see me poop if I don't want to see you poop? <laughs> I don't know what I'm asking. Yeah. Can you put, can you rephrase that? I, even I though guess it's a I don't understand the, the acceptance level. It's like, I accept that people poop. Thank you. I accept them knowing that they, well, poop. this is my other question, which is what exactly is it that I'm supposed to accept? Like <laughs> I accept, <laughs> I accept you, sweetheart. Um, everything about you. I'm glad you have movements. <laughs> I would much rather you have healthy movements than well, not. Well, I don't anymore. Than not. <laughs> it, it troubles me when you don't. But I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it happening. That's not part of the acceptance. But if you saw it, how would you feel? I, what do you mean? See if what? You, if you like, if I saw the, me you just, just hunkered down, yeah, I probably nothing. But if if <laughs> I was any have. more intimate than that, I I would. I'm trying to think too. Like, have to like, go to therapy. Jenna's been sick before, and I've heard her throwing up, and I just like wake up and go like, oh, she's throwing up. I bet she'll come get me if she needs me. That's usually like <laughs> I don't need to go in there and hold her hair and be like, hey, how you doing? She's in there <laughs> taking care of business. I yeah, need to that's be true. Involved. It's almost better that I'm not that level of intimate is that how you feel jenna or because i feel like that's a dude's take on barfing (sighs) yeah you know what when we got married i wasn't sure we did not discuss the bathroom door policy before we got married uh so that in our vows well you know i would recommend it because it was sort of like a i wasn't sure what to do um so we got married, and he made it pretty clear right away that the door needed to be shut all the way if you're going to the bathroom. 
Right? Yeah, I think it's only fair. Yeah, yeah. he's Wait, pretty that, intense about that. That's the moment I'd like to trace. Made it clear <laughs> in that you were trying to like, oh, I'm coming in to get some floss. And he was like, yeah, no. Pretty much. No. Pretty yeah. much. He was yeah. going to the bathroom and, and her foot goes in the door so before he could yeah. close all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Occupied. Occupied. This one's this is in use. <laughs> this is, but this is three <laughs> scenarios where that's the case. Yeah. Maybe it is uh, more of a, a girl well, thing. See here, and right? I, and I, don't, I would be okay with an open door thing, but because I know Jenna, he's not, we should get married, right? I would be fine with it. I really would, but because he is not, I'm cool. Oh, so it's we all got cool. Mister and Mister Private Shits. Don't. Yeah. Sweetheart. That sounds like like a weird Elton John song. Like <laughs> this is private shit. No, it was John Lennon. I think I was raised on yeah. that album. <laughs> it was the unreleased post uh, Plastic Yono. What is it? Um, sweetheart, not Plastic Yono. Yeah, whatever. Um, oh Yono. I'm. I don't know. They opened for Uncle Tuba Town. Yeah, that was sweetheart. Uh, yes. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Oh, um, already. I already. You're have. you're a beautiful woman. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> But um, you're not exactly, at least to me, the kind of woman where I can't even imagine you going to the bathroom. <laughs> so, like, if if that were the case, then maybe I could see you saying, hey, you need to accept my humanity. I am also a filthy monkey. Okay? But, honey. But if you can already imagine I can imagine it. it. It's fine. We're good. And I've I've factored it in. I've I've done the calculus and we're good. Maybe if you saw it, you'd realize that in that moment, I'm much more graceful than you're imagining. Right. That's what you want to prove to him? Trust me, sweetheart. sweetheart, I'm a demure, graceful flower. Trust me, the reality of it can (laughs) only be better than my imagination. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. But I... That's I'm fine exactly with it where it is. So you well, imagine so it pretty rough. Definitely. I try to imagine it as rough as possible. If, if I'm okay with that, splashing? I'm okay with anything. What is it? Just it's lots like, of splashing. Gripping stuff. Every color. Oh, sometimes there is a little bit gripping. <laughs> really white knuckles on the, the, on the knees. The runs. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. I just lately, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. Sometimes I will grab, there's like a sort of a shower bar on the outside of the yeah. shower. It's just right there. So I just slide the towel real, over. Like and real shaky. Get out of their towel i need this more than you do <laughs> yeah. like real shaky knees oh it's been a long time since I've lots of that. sweating lots of sweating no honey that's where it's at and i'm Go good with that so <laughs> yeah like lifting my butt up just to get the circulation back before sitting back down <laughs> to release the suction on the toilet <laughs> the seat's getting too sweaty yeah. um dave Yes. That was off air that we had the lengthy discussion of whether you're Dave or David. Yes. So oh, listeners, true, yeah. we're going to go. I'm probably going to accidentally go back and forth because he's Feel cool with free. both. Yeah, I don't care. You live with your girlfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say because you noticed a pattern, which is that Jenna and I both are cooler with the open door. Mm-hmm. Does that replicate itself in your relationship? Ooh. Yeah, we had this discussion. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm putting together empirical evidence here yeah. that suggests yeah. that girls grew up with certain romantic comedies that I'll bet you could trace them back oh, and yeah. find out like, oh, that there's our protagonist and she goes in, her boyfriend's cool and she's going to the bathroom and he comes in and grabs his deodorant and walks out and just that familiarity yeah. and casualness is really enviable. And I I'm, think it was What About You with uh, Helen Hunt, wasn't it? Isn't that- 
I don't think that's Something a movie, like but I, <laughs> I don't know. I what about like probably what was about you? Probably. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. What about I you? I have no idea. Have that, romantic that was just like the roulette wheel. I feel like, <laughs> like roll a, a phrase and right. a oh random uh, uh, actor. Convey, like the poster <laughs> seems like she would just be standing yeah. there. It's, she could. She's what tried every. You. What about this guy? Right. Hey, asshole. What do you have? Anything you can offer? Yeah. And then he's cool in the bathroom. Exactly. It's, uh, how, how about this with uh, Drew Barrymore? <laughs> <laughs> could very well could be. <laughs> suck with Zoe Deschanel. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I am looking up Helen Hunt movies right okay. now. Okay. Okay. This is pretty important. Trace, we could really be on this yeah, thing. Exactly. No, no. Or what uh, women want? Mad about you? Mad about you? That's <laughs> what I was coming oh. for. Like, what about you? Mad that about was you? Close, actually, you know? very close. I feel like <laughs> yeah, that was close. Shoes and hand Two grenades. Yeah, you were close. Oh yeah, yeah. That was way there. It is. I don't think. By the way, like. Ten minutes ago, I was like, "Let's." It's probably time to change topics, but I can't. <laughs> um, I don't think it necessarily is for sure traced back to romantic comedies, though. Oh, it's a huge generalization. I didn't mean to really. No, it's okay. Maybe you're right. Well, I like, I I like think, to think it's that simple. I think but. he's trying to just say there's something. There's some sort of reference. It might be romantic comedies. There's something that created the fantasy in your minds. There's a. It's probably on the same lines that like people tend to think that like only girls grew up wanting like an elaborate wedding, and plenty yeah. of guys do. And mm-hmm. there are probably plenty of guys like, oh, honey, let me see you poop. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> in our situation here, we're met with the evidence of three to zero, and therefore I'm thinking. But yeah. even like women. Yeah. In my my little bit of research that I've done, I find that women will scrunch the toilet paper more. Whereas I remember, because I have older brothers, um, you know what? They're eleven years older than I am, and I must have I must have seen them poop when I was a little kid because That's I great. remember the like <laughs> the this like very meticulous like folding of the they, paper. You saw them wipe. I thank God have never seen a uh, grown person wipe their butt. <laughs> My grandmother. Well, no, they, they were young, and I was also young. I was a like a baby. It's weird that I remember this. Yeah. My grandmother told me this story when she was a kid, like during the Great Depression. She was like, I remember seeing my father to conserve toilet paper take one square and fold it multiple times and use that. That still haunts me. I can't yeah. imagine what it did mm-hmm. to her. But you know what? You have to have a really good diet for that to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so good. Because <laughs> yes. definitely there's certain diets where you only need the one square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's some diets where... I hear that. That's just... Well, now that's just the first inning. But I also wonder. I'd love to speak to a proctologist and like, are there different shapes? Are some people better at like it? Really, it really closes it off. It's like an airlock, and oh. there's minimal wiping. And there are other people like, oh, like different trapping. designs oh, on the butt. Yeah, yeah, different oh, poop cutters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now we're now we're really picking it up, guys. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Speaking of diet, <laughs> um, Dave, when I talked to you, you had given up bread. Yeah. Because you were worried that it was affecting your memory. And <laughs> yeah. I also had given up carbs, but then I gave up giving up carbs. Where are you with all that now? Still eating plenty of bread. It oh, didn't so make got, a difference. How I'm long just did dumb. you give it up? Uh, I was talking like, about the nocebo, which is like a placebo. Placebo is if you take something inert where you think it's going to have an effect. And the nocebo is if you cut out something yeah, if you potentially think it's inert not. and you think it's going to have an effect. Yeah. A lot of people that uh, struggle with it are, have just self-diagnosed themselves as like celiacs. That's the no sense. Like, <laughs> okay. ah, I'm not getting gluten. I'm doing great. 
Uh, and so I did that for a while with bread. I think I probably eat a little less bread now. I'm still not remembering things at a great uh, rate. <laughs> how <laughs> so. long did you, do you remember how long you gave it up? It's an ongoing kind of thing, I suppose. But I, I did probably like three months of really cutting a lot of it out. And you saw virtually no effect. <laughs> like it's, that's such a bummer. You're just hoping for your mm-hmm. brain to kick in. Did, was like, there I'm, something that you read or something that said it did help? Or? I went to a really disinterested uh, general practitioner who barely oh. even like knocked on my knees for a physical and then just half-heartedly was like, oh, by the way, there's this book called Grain Brain. See ya. And then I went, hey, that's something. And I really took it to heart and like... <laughs> this will keep him busy for a couple months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she said so little, but it was like, you know, we're not evolved to eat this level of processed yeah. grain. You know, I was I've like, oh, that. that does seem reasonable. I mean... Can we go back to the knocking on the knee? Do they still do that when we're adults? Yes, I just to had a physical last week and they did that. What Damn. on earth is that supposed I to... I want to reflex Yeah. But I mean, okay. But don't you feel... This is a little bit like the hypnotist thing where it's like, I feel like um, I'm doing the, the leg motion to humor them. Like they want me to move my leg, so I'm kicking out. I'm not like it doesn't feel like a an involuntary response I to should, the, the I knee. I could be having major medical problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I consciously looked away when my doctor was about to do it because of that reason. I was like, I want this to be yeah. all knee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no brain. I want this to just be all knee. Did it go? Did it work? <laughs> one of them didn't, and then she hit it again, and it went. And then the second time, the other one went. Huh. Yeah, not a great reaction. I don't feel like I've ever had it. I feel like it's always been me just making them feel better about whatever stupid thing they're doing. (laughs) Oh, you're so codependent with your Yeah, I don't want the doctor to feel bad. Like, I don't know how to do it. Like, I lost my touch or something. She she (laughs) probably wouldn't feel bad. She'd probably be like, score. Whatever problem this indicates is, yeah. Yeah, I don't see it that way. Some kind of lucrative problem. Have you ever heard of um, proprioception? No. no. So certain people have this where like the, there's a, it has something to do with the sheaths around the nerves between hemispheres of the brain and they will lose contact with their physical bodies. Oh, wow. So like they can move their hand if they look at it and say like, hand, move over there and grab this glass. Otherwise, they just see like a cadaver basically. Like huh. people look down and see a leg laying next to them in a bed and like throw themselves out of bed because they don't feel any attachment to their physical body. Oh, wow. So I wonder if you're wandering around with that and just <laughs> not aware of it. It does seem familiar. Um, is that something that people are born with or is that from an accident? It develops and there's, I mean, I read it in a book that was published in like 30 years ago. I'm sure now, sometimes it can be caused later in life by a, a deficiency in B12. Mm. So they just give people that and it kicks up. But other people, yeah, it's just a purely like genetic thing. And then all of a sudden they just freak out. Like they just, like within two weeks. This do they not this feel woman. anything? Like do, if you were to poke the arm, I mean, is it like a, is it like that or is it just a perception yeah, I think it's the perception of them just feeling like a floating head and looking down and like, oh, I'm sitting on someone's body. Like, that's your body. Ah! Wow. That's right. that so oh, that's so creepy. Real creepy. Yeah. You know what else? I kind of want it, though. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what would make you want it? I just want to experience what that would be like. It just kind of seems cool. I'm into that kind of stuff, though. I want to, that out of body experience, I would love to just see what that would feel like. Mm. like well, I know like a the, guy. <laughs> so we can talk. Later. I can cut them nerves between your brains. <laughs> Easy. Um, have you ever tried or looked into lucid dreaming? Oh yeah. I have not. 
I don't know how you would try it or I, but we've, I didn't even know what it was until we all started talking about it on this podcast. So I, I'm interested. There are supposed to be ways that you can make yourself do it, right? Dave, if you get to know your hand, your hand is a big one to like look at your hands in the dream. In the dream. If you look at your hands, like uh, if you watch Waking Life, they talk a lot about it in that. Like light switches are a big one, Mm. or you're not supposed to be able to like read books or things like that. I, I think there are things that you can. Um, train yourself train to yourself to say awake. as you're going to sleep yeah you know oh, I'm ways doing it. to uh, the yeah. last time i even came close to having one i recognized i was in a dream and i was in an airport and then i just sat and waited for a flight <laughs> and <laughs> i can do anything i can do anything i just want my flight to be here on time <laughs> that is a dream though for some of us yeah when you're traveling a lot yeah. you really know? i was i've never been more disappointed in myself yeah. when i woke up <laughs> pete holmes claims that he does it all the time i don't know if i believe him really i've met people like that astral project which is in the same realm what is that astral projection is like where you lay down in your conscious but you really start to imagine your your consciousness leaving your body and so people will imagine this rope it's sort of like a cosmic rope that comes out of their chest and they're they lay there and picture themselves like pulling themselves out of their body with this rope and then they jet out across oh my gosh i used to have that like when i was a teenager into my early 20s i had that a lot like i wasn't trying to do it like there are books that you can read to teach yourself how to do it but it was i just kind of had it is it it's like weird. where you start dreaming while you're still awake because i have that a lot but i think that's just normal yeah i think that's more standard daydreaming like you have like the books people really get into there's a whole process into setting yourself meditating like the right you know sounds and all that Hmm. stuff like but then people that do it will convince you like i was out past saturn just kind of looking around that sounds fun that does sound fun yeah, yeah. You're, you're very aware. Like, like you're BS. You're but out. Yeah, visiting. it does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's real or not. I mean, well, I mean, it, f- it feels real, but you're out visiting things, and you're consciously in the dream and saying, "Oh, I'm I'm in this state. I'm going to go visit things." And oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty neat. It's a, well, yeah, no, what I that that's not at all what I have. What I have is just as I'm falling asleep, all of it, like I'll be thinking something, and all of a sudden my thoughts are completely like wonky and dreamlike and then i start is that when you're awake or when you're <laughs> both no which i just mean like i start hallucinating when i'm very very tired yeah but you i do feel that like when that's you're driving pretty... actually it did happen to me once when that's, i was driving yeah i think it's pretty scary yeah i was uh driving i had just seen um blind melon and lenny kravitz up in santa barbara i was driving back to college and i saw the michelin man out the window and then I saw a bunch of confetti, and then I heard, and my friend going, oh, my God, are you asleep? <laughs> or, or, oh, my God, are you awake? Or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. The mm. was me hitting this. Yeah, I got it. So um, that was scary. It's wow. weird. I spent, I feel like I spent so many years driving late at night doing that thing of, like, turning on the air conditioner, turning on the heater, rolling down the window, turning, like, doing anything to stay awake. And now I'm, I guess I'm just never driving that late. <laughs> It was long. After. I you know, truckers, yeah. I heard truckers will hold a hundred dollar bill out the window. It seems like a pretty good idea. Like it, just to be alert. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd probably be like, it's worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> Fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. So I don't mind. It. <laughs> you guys, just a couple quick announcements. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, holidays are coming up. Uh, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Uh, do your holiday shopping on Amazon through my banner. Again, AllisonRosen.com. Thank you guys so much for all your, your Amazon support. And also, I'm on Patreon. Patreon is 
Um, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm having the most fun on there. It's like Kickstarter, but it's not project based. It's more of on an ongoing basis and you can support podcasts and artists that you like and stuff. With There's different rewards and you can get bonus content. So there's an extra podcast episode a month. There's an exclusive live stream. There's a fan club level where you get like actual stuff in the mail, all sorts of things. Um, Jenna's been on a couple bonus Patreon episodes, mm-hmm. which were very fun. And upcoming guest greg heller oh going to be, yes and i just want to say he wanted to do the patreon episode and i don't and i i'm super excited to have him on a patreon episode i don't want people to think though that i'm like i've moved greg behind the paywall <laughs> this was his idea he wanted to do the patreon episode and when i sit down with him to do the patreon episode i will feel out what's going on in terms of him dropping in now and again because i'm sorry i don't feel like having a conversation right now (laughs) and daniel and i just recorded um his Uh, his his tv podcast that's right which we're gonna make our tv podcast ours okay we we talked about (laughs) westworld a little bit uh previewed vanderpump rules that's right which which is is on as we record this and uh a little twin peaks chat that's right nice yeah it had to be done Ooh, very excited (laughs) it was fun it was pretty fun um okay is it really hot in here or is it just me it's it's warmish could you turn the ac up just a little bit did you turn it off i don't i don't think so well let's just bring it to a new low see daniel (laughs) (laughs) um okay also i want to talk to you guys about the ring video doorbell and the ring of security kit so um dave when someone unexpected comes to your door do you freak out you seem pretty well adjusted actually yeah i had some uh mormon missionaries recently i was delighted to see them jenna and al are mormon we are mormon (laughs) hey nice but they weren't there but they're not they weren't at your door it wasn't no, us. it wasn't you guys. Yeah. It was kids. Yeah. Uh, I chatted with them for like an hour. I was oh, fascinated nice. by them. Yeah, they're nice kids. And uh, that's, I mean, we typically don't get just, you know, Randoms. random people. Yeah. So but if, I, if you did, I bet you would do what I do, which is as soon as the doorbell rings, you think, oh no. And then you hide. Um, and then you think, I want to yeah. see who it is. And then you try to look out the window and then you're worried they're going to see just you. Just trick or treat. Get rid of. I was, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was away. Are we talking about Halloween? No, we're talking about the Ring video doorbell. <laughs> uh, someone knocked on my door late one night, at when, and I had lived with roommates at the time, and they were all gone. And I had been out with someone that was maybe going to come over later. And uh, we lived it had an opaque front glass door with walls on both sides. So there was no window I could look out of. You're just mm-hmm. kind of like blind to who's there. Uh-huh. And the doorbell rang, and I popped up, and I almost just opened it and be like, hey, welcome back. And then instead I went, who is it? And this person started screaming, like, help me, let me in, please, they're after me. Oh my God. And so oh my your God. initial reaction is to like open the door and like, get on in here. Some, and I think right around that time I was reading Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. So I, there was a part of me that's like, something's, something's not wrong. adding up here. Yeah. And then so, and, you know, later like the fire department came and my neighbor came out and was like, she went up that way. She was just this crazy person. And, uh, but I realized like no one waits to yell. If they're in trouble, they no know, kidding. oh, you're there. And then it starts. Right. Right. So, yeah. right. I didn't realize that at the time. So I was really panicked. And now I kind of I think I must put that same logic toward like if someone knocks at your door, they probably don't mean you harm. They would just come in. You know, here's the thing. Get rid of all that craziness with the ring video doorbell because you can <laughs> see and interact with who's at your door through your smartphone. So never again do you have to play that guessing game. And also 
there's oh, a that home... would have been very helpful. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And there's a home burglary every 13 seconds. Most happen in broad daylight with a burglar ringing your doorbell to make sure you're away before breaking in and then yelling a bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Ring video doorbell has been proven to stop burglaries before they happen by allowing you to see and speak to anyone approaching your door using your smartphone. Now, Ring is using their advanced motion detection technology to protect your entire property with the Ring of Security Kit. The kit includes a Ring video doorbell for the front door and a ring stick-up cam, the wireless weatherproof HD camera to keep an eye on other parts of your property. Ring video doorbell and stick-up cam both install in minutes and working together, they provide 24-7 monitoring of your entire home, whether you're in the living room or thousands of miles away. So it's awesome. You can interact with people at your front door even if you're sitting, like in your dream, sitting at the airport waiting, (laughs) like in your fantastic dream where you were waiting for your flight that was Mm. going to be on time. You can interact with them and they won't know that you're far away. For a limited time, listeners of my podcast Get up to $150 off a Ring of Security kit. Go to ring.com slash Allison now. Go to ring.com slash Allison for up to $150 off your kit. That's ring.com slash Allison. So you, this, I was just thinking about that story, and it's sad that if someone were to come to my door screaming that I would first be uh, thinking they're trying to break in or... You'll know, though. I think there's an element like, of sincerity in people's voice that we I, as humans... I'm worried really... that I wouldn't know and that someone would really be in trouble and that I would be so cynical and burned by con artists in this city yeah. that I... Had, oh, that definitely anybody. occurred to me. I mean, yeah. I, I... But I kept going through it like, something just feels off here. And then I was yeah. picturing like a dude standing there with a gun like, God, keep yeah. going, keep yelling all yeah, this stuff. Oh, yikes. So I... Uh, yeah, I, but yeah, that's how I felt. Like, oh, I'm a coward to begin with and two like really (laughs) really cynical yeah and then i was proven to not be that and a real hero when it really comes down to it (laughs) did the fire department give you a medal or anything (laughs) they were not impressed (laughs) any key to the city that you're now carrying around (laughs) i don't like to show it off but yeah they were i had a picture with the dog the whole thing they would wear their hats it was quite a night i love the idea of a really sarcastic fire department that carries around with it like a fake medal <laughs> and then like when someone does something stupid, they go oh here's your medal oh, they go, oh you. they go, they're not getting a stupid medal yeah. <laughs> um do you guys want to answer an advice question from a listener sure because you asked for some advice from allison and the gang Hi, Allison, unnamed baby boy, Wendy and Daniel, or whoever answers this. Do you still do the advice segment on your show? Oh, this is the part I should have just edited out. <laughs> no, read everything. I'm, what was I'm reading every. Oh, say, mm-hmm. sorry. Comments. Um, colon. Hi, Allison, unnamed <laughs> baby boy, Wendy and Daniel, or whoever answers this. Do you still do the advice segment on your show? If so, I would love some advice from the crew. I am a newish listener, but recently obsessed. Here is my conundrum. I want to get a dog, but my boyfriend, who I live with, doesn't want a dog. I've always had a dog growing up, and I've finally reached a point in my career where I'm working a solid nine hours a day instead of the previous 12 to 16 hour days. Plus, I work close enough to my home that I come home for lunch every day. I am an avid hiker and backpacker and have been wanting to get a dog for some time to be my companion on the trail. I recently found a shelter that has a blue healer pointer that has blue healer pointer pit puppies that are currently being trained at a nearby prison, part of the rehab program. I really want one of these puppies, but my boyfriend is staunchly against this idea. Even though he loves dogs, like really loves them, he will tug on my arm if he sees one until I look at it. He thinks that because we live in an apartment that we shouldn't get a dog. Even if I bring up the idea of moving, he thinks a dog would be too much work and responsibility. 
responsibility. I already have a cat, so I'm used to taking care of animals. Should I be a grown-up lady and get myself a dog or respect our mutual space relationship and forget about it? Thanks for your help. Oh, and if... Here's the part that I, I'm interested. I'm reading the whole thing. Oh, and if you don't do advice anymore, then I apologize for a long email. Just know that I'm a huge fan and the Thursday gang always gets me out of the midweek slump by making me double over laughing. Love, Carolyn. I changed their names. Um, okay. <laughs> First of all, it makes me nervous that they're training the puppies at the prison. I mean, what kind of, you know, con artist skills are they learning over there? <laughs> you don't want that. So no to that. Well... <laughs> If the puppies get excited when they see cigarettes. Yeah. Um, that was not, I don't know what, I don't know what that was. That was a con, was, I was trying to make a joke. It didn't really, it didn't get there. And then I was thinking, by the way, that's, by the way, her life has been so easy that when she imagines someone in prison is just, they just get excited about cigarettes. <laughs> well, I also, so Dave, I've been accidentally on a tour of offending large groups of people lately. <laughs> hey, I've nice. offended nutritionists and dietitians. We've offended chiropractors. Um, we've probably offended people who ast- astral project couples who poop in front of each yeah. other. And mm-hmm. now potentially yeah. everyone in prison. Cause I, what I was thinking <laughs> was, them. I was thinking we're hugely popular. I was thinking, do I have, <laughs> Hey, I have received letters from prison before, but I think it was back on the old show. Mm-hmm. Can you listen? To, you must be able to listen to podcasts in prison, right? I in mean, how? Prisons, yeah. yeah. Dear Allison, love yeah. you not as much as I love these cigarettes. Keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as much as I love cigarettes. <laughs> so I was just, I was thinking like, how far am I going to go with my prison joke that I, it's not even working this joke. So anyway, okay, here's what I think. I think... If you want a dog, you should continue to speak with your boyfriend with whom you live about the dog. But I don't think, and maybe like try to get him to come around. I don't think you should just go out and get one if you live with him. I don't think that's fair. Because the part where she says, um, this, I also should have highlighted probably, she this. Says, Hello, Allison. <laughs> unnamed baby no but i did like that part should i be a grown-up lady and get myself a dog or respect our mutual space and relationship and forget about it i don't think going out and getting a dog is being a grown-up lady i actually think that's being i think that's not it's be a being a grown-up quote-unquote grown-up lady would be respecting that he has the right to say i don't want this in my space i think that would actually be like a young person thing to do is like fuck you, I'm getting this thing that I want. Um, if you didn't live together, it would be totally different. But because you live together, I think you can't, you can't unilaterally make that decision. I think, oh, if I, no, go please, go. you go. Yes. I, I think that we really should be approaching the boyfriend in this scenario. Cause it sounds like they both want dogs. He's tugging on her arm. Yeah. And the puppies being like bussed over to a prison is a weird thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are they being trained there? Yeah. What they do, but, like, why are they at the prison? Yeah. They're being trained. Yeah. Why not in someone's backyard? Ah, prison's well, it, better. Everyone knows that. Part of a rehab program, but for whom? Good but, point. Ah, it's got to be for those cigarette-loving prisoners. <laughs> but get a puppy in there. Prisons too. don't rehab. They just teach you how to be criminals. Okay. There's yeah. a high rate of puppy recidivism. I would say there's danger involved there in that now this prisoner has found that his heart still works because he's petting this puppy, and oh. then he's paroled in five years, and, and he he's going to go find it. that dog. That's yeah. a smart take. So that might be a risk. <laughs> get a regular dog. But more than anything, I think... <laughs> get a regular- These are regular dogs! <laughs> They're just like cigarettes. Ah, one of these crappy unprisoned dogs. Ah. 
so the, the boyfriend wants a dog. Clearly, they both want one. But I think the boyfriend is hung up in this existential thing of like, oh, we're going to give the dog a bad life because we don't have yeah. enough room. Yeah. And it's as much about the dog as it is like their space. And I feel yeah. like if you think that way, you're never going to get a dog. Yeah. The dog's going to have a better life even if it's in that cramped little apartment. So get the dog. You actually raise an interesting point which she didn't say, but if it's there, then I changed my mind, which is maybe if he also really wants one, if she just goes and gets one and like forces it no. on them. Yeah, don't do that. No. Oh, because I'm saying maybe that is what needs no. to happen. No, no, no. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Well, no. I don't, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that I, <laughs> oh my it's like, Daniel. <laughs> don't apply Come how out. you do things to your advice. That's Excuse me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but you can't do that. Oh my you have God. to. This is all about compromise. Jeff was going to give some advice. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh you both have to agree to get a dog. That is a big commitment. Yes. And a part of it also could be for this guy. He could be thinking it's, uh, you don't know what kind of apartment they live in. It could be not considerate to the neighbors to have a dog. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you have a dog that's pretty big and you have a small apartment or you live in a eightplex or some place with a lot of apartments, it's not really fair to other people. Yeah, the, the barking. I also will say, because uh, one of the boyfriend's uh, concerns is how much responsibility and work a dog takes. And she's saying, well, I already have a cat, so I know what it's like to take care of an animal. Not Dogs and cats are totally different. <laughs> not the same. I've never yeah. heard that before. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> say... Right. It rains both of them, so... I would say continue to talk to him about it. The yeah. um, the pit bull in a small apartment. I know people who do that. Um, if you are absolutely committed to giving that dog a lot of exercise, some dogs need a lot of exercise, and if they don't get a lot of exercise, they will go crazy. Um, and oh, I think yeah. can you read the breed again? Because I think it, it's a, a shepherd, it, like herding kind of dog. Blue they, healer pointer. They pit have puppies. tons of energy. Yeah, yeah so that, you'd so, be better off with like some kind of something poo. So what I would say exactly. So what I would say is um, perhaps that breed is not the right breed for your living situation. There are there are a lot of breeds that just want to sleep all day. I mean, not as puppies usually, but like that are very good apartment dogs. And if you're working nine hours a day, even if you come home for lunch, like that's you need one of those yeah. kinds of dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, like Blue Healer. That's maybe you just said this. They're herding dogs, right? Yeah, those are highly, highly intelligent dogs that will become destructive. If they don't have a lot right. of distraction. So like a smaller, just more like a mix, smaller mix dog. Yeah, like I have friends that got a Whippet, and Whippets are apparently really good. They'll run around, but then they sleep all day. You know, you just look, research the breeds and see mm-hmm. if that helps. And as the resident old cat lady on the show, <laughs> I will say that the responsibility of a cat versus the responsibility of a dog, I think I'm being very generous by saying it's one sixteenth of the responsibility. It yeah. might dog be one thirty second. Dog is more like a baby, a yeah. human baby. Cats can use a toilet like, and flush it yeah, and <laughs> like make you coffee. But and will, you let, you will, you, I, will you let the cigarettes. cat leave the door open? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Alan, Jenna, what do you guys think? I think that you cannot just go get a dog. You gotta, you gotta both be on the same page. And I also think that we've had this dilemma our entire marriage. We desperately would love to have a dog, but we always lived in apartments. Now we're in a home where we can't have a dog <laughs> because of our landlord and things like that. So, uh, just it may just take a little more time. We just have to be patient. If, yeah. You want to establish an entrance criteria with your boyfriend. Yeah. You want to figure out 
what does he require in order for you to be eligible to have a dog? There you so go. So is it, I don't want to live in this apartment or I don't like that breed? Whatever those are, then you can fit that criteria when right. it's right. That puppy's stupid anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I remember my friend Johanna in college said, the person who says no always wins. And I really no. hated... That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really hated what she was saying. I think I was griping about some relationship. Because the word no is in her sentence. Yeah, so I was like, you open that door while you're going to the bathroom talking to me about this. Um, no, I think I was like, I was, I was griping about some, the, the guy, the relationship that I was in at that point. And I, and I was like, um, you know, but I want to do this and he doesn't want to do this. Why can't we meet in the middle and like do the thing I want to do, which yeah. is not me in the middle. And she was saying the person who says no always wins. I mean, like the one who doesn't want to do it, you always kind of compromise. That's the direction it just tends to go. I beg to differ. Mm. I don't, I don't think that's true. No. I mean, unless you're going to be a real ass dragger about it and just say no to everything unilaterally, that that's not the case. I, I can think of plenty of times when it's like, I really didn't want to do something and I sort of wound up doing yeah. something I didn't want to do. You end up at a terrible party. Yeah. Like, I knew I didn't want to come to right? that. Happens yeah, it happens regularly. all the time. Or you're like, oh, I don't want to get married and then you fucking get married, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know? You are going to get people wondering what's going on. Everything's great. <laughs> um no i i think maybe that was just her experience like maybe she was in a bad relationship with someone who was extremely willful and just didn't want to you know and she maybe is codependent and didn't want to fight i don't think that's true at all i don't know that she was talking always so much about relationships as much as just when two people come together like it's easier for the one who wants to do something to end up not doing like it's hard to come it's hard to talk someone into doing something they don't want to do I, I get yeah I know I know I, yeah I still beg to differ right now I'm on you now switched I'm being, sides I've switched I'm, I flip flopped on this particular <laughs> issue see because I said no and you came to me <laughs> right see this is another example of it working um so I just want to give you guys an update on the saga with the nutritionist dietitian and also the fact that there's these like weird gurgling sounds that are emanating from my throat that have been happening on mic which is really it's just become a thing. I'm going to teach you about riboflavin. <laughs> That's right. And I feel like one's happening right now. I feel like there's like a bubble in my throat. Well, you're just sitting there and then that, it just, Bio. not like quite a burp like that, but just it's sort of It's not a burp. It's like, like, a, like, a, like a sizzle. Almost a throat <laughs> sizzle. <laughs> like a, I'm blaming this on pregnancy too. Yeah. It happened. I just did Greg Fitzsimmons podcast and it happened in the midst of my talking on that podcast. And I was like, oh, did you hear that? And he on mic instructed his engineer to, to find that and turn it up as much as possible. <laughs> so I look forward to that. So anyway. Um, but your stomach is being forced up my by the stomach baby. might like be in my throat right now like everything <laughs> is being pushed up yes so it makes sense then that things would come mm-hmm. up a lot of gurgling have you had heartburn yet i had it really bad one night mm. earlier in my second trimester mm-hmm. um but then like i bent over earlier to pick something up which i was like look at me being active <laughs> look at me with full range of motion and while i was kind of in the leaned over position i was like oh hello heartburn yeah it's just so, always there ready yeah, to ready flare to, up <laughs> right just like one of those commercials oh, yes. well, so anyway um my OBGYN recommended 
that or not recommended, but asked if I would be open to seeing a nutritionist. And I went and I saw her and um, I did not. Seems, OBGYN seems like a strange place for throat issues to come up. <laughs> no, no, no. This wasn't about the throat issues. These are two oh, separate okay. things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is about uh, healthy pregnancy weight gain. Um Although it's not about the number. It's just about being healthy. That's what she said to me. Oh, and also... Wait, when did she say that? Um, the, the last time I saw her. Oh, okay. Yeah. But by the way, I don't have gestational diabetes. Woo! That's, That's they good. did routinely screen pregnant women for it, but I was nervous about it. Um, so... Because I think that happened since the last time we recorded. I think mm-hmm. the last time we, we talked, I was nervous about that. Um, but I've been talking about my issues with the dietitian and the, the nutritionist, even though I've been trying to be open to it it's the most expensive thing i've like ever done and i've been through therapy so i know expensive this is a (laughs) a level beyond even that it's filled with a woman whose face doesn't move when she talks very much she's very skinny and she has a lot of rubber food and she just shows me different rubber foods um and then she makes recommendations like how about adding more protein um and i'm sure and and i'm sure she's great but I have been resisting it from the very beginning. I've been like so resistant to this um, and then thinking like, well, that's my problem. I'm being resistant to it or conversely like, but I am an adult, so I should. And no one's forcing me to do this. It was just, are you into it? Um, so after the last visit with my doctor, where again, she brought up like healthy choices and exercise, which on the face of it, of course, that is healthy, but like because of healthy the way is healthy, yeah, healthy choices is healthy. It, and I think it's just probably the advice she gives everyone, right? I'm sure there's no it one is. that comes yes. in where she's like, "Have a donut, take a nap." That's what oh I'm going to do God, if I though, ever became a doctor. To the nutritionists out there, and I know we have some. Uh, if you want to boost your business, that is the well, way to go. Jenna and I had a long text <laughs> conversation yes. about, because if she were, because I, I said to her, she should be my doctor. Yeah. We're going to get married. We're going to keep the door yep. open. She's going to be my doctor. It's going to be gonna amazing. Hand out donuts. Yeah. Um, and then we were talking about a reality show about a doctor who just gives out donuts. Or just have like a so popular. Crawler MD. <laughs> just so popular. A bag of Oreos. Here you go. Eat these and then drink a... Uh, Drink some milk and have some ice cream and go Take to bed. Take your vitamin. What if the show's called Done. Oh Claire, comma indeed. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, oh I like yeah. that too. That's good. Because I was like, it should be called like the whole truth, H O L E, but that's like a courtroom drama involving donuts. Yeah. This one's more lighthearted. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Heavy hearted for some. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Heavy hearted with Slow hearted. Clogged arteries. <laughs> so anyway, um, I came home. And just because of me and my own and body issues and weight issues and all that stuff, I just I felt so shamed and I wanted to cry and I like wanted to eat to spite these women. And I was like, that's not going to help anyone. That's not going to help anyone. So then I just was like, I think I'm I think I'm done logging every single meal in this app and then having the nutritionist comment on the meals. Cause I would see like, you have one new comment and I'd be like, Oh God, I, I was right. so, it was freaking me out. And then I thought, I really want to stop this, but I have to log this meal. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. If I don't log my meals, there's nothing for her to comment on. So instead of being an adult and telling her what's up and letting her know that like, I don't think this is working. I've just stopped using the app. I stopped logging my meals I've been having such a great time these last few days. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. 
my eating since I stopped using this app and working with her and since I made this decision, it's like overnight my eating is so much more like it's replicating what I was like before I was pregnant. It's not, I mean, I was like very controlled and very restricted before I was pregnant. I'm not like dieting insanely like I used to, but it's just weird how much my appetite has kind of gone away. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's just that I've reached a new stage of pregnancy where I'm just not nearly as hungry or if it's like because I took the power back and I don't know what it is but I'm just so thankful because it's like I used to eat breakfast two hours later my stomach would be growling and then like I would be hungry all day and now I'm like eating breakfast and then I'm really not hungry till much later in the day and I don't know it's it's kind of like crazy miracle overnight and I'm just so happy I feel much more like myself and I'm gonna have to break up with this lady ghosting your nutritionist is the best thing you've done <laughs> <I know. laughs> Yeah, are you going to like just slowly and just not talk to her again? No. Leave her hanging. You should, you should, I, well, you should have, just put like one day, just put a whole bunch of shit in there, like a gallon <laughs> of ice cream, five, and then nothing for two more days, just so her mind is blown. <laughs> Here's the question. Okay, I have a, an appointment lined up for later this month, a follow-up, so I've got to cancel that. Mm-hmm. I could... The question is, how direct do I want to be? Because I could just send her an email and explain that, like, this level of monitoring began to make me feel crazy, but thank you so much for do all you your owe help. That? No, but, or I could just, I could just say that, like, this, I can't I you, afford this. If you this. did that, she would go, oh, I get that all the time. Almost yeah, exclusively. I'm, no <laughs> one likes this. <laughs> I don't think I owe her that, but I kind of feel like it might just be like, it sort of feels like the most comfortable for me is to just tell her what's up because it's not about her. It's really about me. Mm. I feel like that's nicer. I feel like that might be nicer than to just to say that, you know, something's come up or I can't afford this because I found out my insurance doesn't cover it, which is true. But it's like not as true because if I really wanted to, I would find a way. Right. I don't know. You should just send her a bag of uh, porks, pork rinds and then <laughs> have her kind of fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the kiss off sign to a nutrition. <laughs> is that so like is our that like relationship a, is over? Like, is that like the horse head in the bed? Exactly. <laughs> Does she encourage you? Is there anything good about it where she's like, "Hey, saw those carrots? Not bad." That's work. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Does she encourage me? She, you know, she's really. It's not even about like only eating carrots or anything like that. <laughs> um, I'm a dietitian. Here's my advice. <laughs> just only carrots. carrots only. You read my business card. Um, she used to work at a veterinary clinic and worked on ba- uh, bunnies. Go ahead. It's Sorry. a lot of questions. It's a lot of... It's a lot of questions. It's like, did you did did you find the yogurt more enjoyable slash sustaining? <laughs> like, and it's like, and in the app where you where you log it, because it's it really it's an app for people with eating disorders and disordered eating, which is like, yeah, that that fit that's me pretty much. But it's like you write the time you ate, you write with who, with who you whom you ate what meal it was, what you ate, your feelings around it. Do you have the urge to restrict? Do you have the urge to binge? Have you body... Like, it's very intense. Why does the with whom matter? What do they care about that? I don't know. It's just... Eating alone, late at night. So if you're eating a lot alone, that's a problem? 
No, I don't know. It's just yeah. one of the, it's just, just to keep them. I think, I honestly think this app was designed for people who are leaving some kind of like eating disorder center, probably. Right, right, right. So it's a little more, it's much more than I need. Yeah, that was my question. What's, what's her angle? What's the outcome that she's trying to affect? Because you're well, clear- probably having me come back. So it didn't work. <laughs> right. But any problem that you have is not, because of a lack of awareness of proper nutrition. Right. So for her to just kind of use this app to wag her finger at you, that's not going to be helpful and it might actually be worse. Right. Although I don't, I don't think she, she's not trying to wag her finger at me. She's trying to be helpful. I'm just finding it to be like way too intense. And also. Right. But that's not helpful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm not finding it encouraging. I'm finding it like, I feel like, I'm being punished somehow. And I chose this for myself and I'm paying a humongous amount for it. I think I've said it 9 million times to you, but I'm going to say it again. This phase of your life is very temporary. Well, that's the other thing. Yes. Like if I, if it was two years later and I hadn't lost the baby, the pregnancy weight and I was struggling and I needed someone in my biz and up my butt exactly then that would be different but i i do a little bit feel like this is not the time that i want to have i want to be doing this because Correct. i have three more months of being in this body that's not I mine like, and then everything changes yeah i feel like the only kind of nutritionist that you should be having is someone who's telling you what you need for the pregnancy Correct. Yeah. and everything else is so, sort of doesn't matter because like you said jenna it's all going to change in three months so exactly but it's like you know you need to be eating things with more iron and you know you need to have more green vegetables just because you know like that's what you need to know correct i've taken the last few minutes to really dig into a good lie you could tell mm-hmm. oh thank and you. i what think is it? this well <laughs> i think this incorporates some truths as well in that like the stress level you could say i'm worried about stressing out my baby oh that's good and then out you go yeah. but do we think it's better to lie than to just tell her the truth when i feel like the truth will be sufficient however however See, there it was. I heard Road it. sizzle. I heard Ooh, it. hear that sizzle. <laughs> that was more just a quiet burp, actually. It was not quite the throat sizzle. I, that was the baby seconding the lie. Yes, it was. Um, I tried to reschedule via email. And she let me know that the phone is better for rescheduling. And I'm like, already that's too much. Oh, my gosh. Okay, the phone is better <laughs> for you, but email is better for me. So I'm kind of afraid that if I, like, email her my whole here's how I feel about it and also I'm also going to need to cancel this or postpone this appointment, then I'm going to have to call her anyway. I have a feeling I'm going to send the email and the phone's going to ring a second later. That is so scary. It really is. I am so scared for you. <laughs> this is insane. The I'm an adult. It should not be yeah, like this. Yeah, but the phone thing is manipulative because she's saying that so that she can reel you back That's in, Allison. Fear. Oh, a little bit. Okay, so I had the appointment. <laughs> it was $375 for 90 minutes. That's I've never paid anything like that for this kind of... It's more expensive than hair straightening, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I'm already <laughs> motivated to call her and cancel. I don't <laughs> Al will do it for uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it Al was... will tell her to kiss off her half tell you what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, half the price. I will call her. We'll get it all worked I out. I resent how much seconds. I spent on this. Maybe that's the going rate for this. Could... I don't know. But at the end, she's like, okay, so when do you want to come back? I, I, like, no. There was a lot of pressure. I would have preferred if it was like... You know, call me if you want yeah. to set up a follow up mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah. the 
the presumption that we will be no. having an ongoing relationship. Yeah. Well, she's presuming it because she's like, I'm making some sweet yeah. cash. She yes. does have to have a sales aspect to mm-hmm. her job. Yeah. So I, you don't, I, I, I just that. wish it was less. You don't apparent. owe her any of that. All you have to do is cancel your appointment, change your phone number, <laughs> change your name, uh, perhaps your email. That's all. You could just have Daniel leave her voicemail. Like, suck it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I do think we can all agree that exercise is a really good thing. And you know what I would recommend for people who are wanting to exercise or even people who aren't, but who, even if you aren't wanting to exercise, I recommend this beach body on demand because it's super convenient and you can do it from the comfort of your own home or your hotel room or wherever you are. You're probably familiar with beach body. They are the company that does P90X, insanity, et cetera. Um, but now they have made and they have like a million more workout programs than just the ones that you've heard of or just the ones I just said. Um, they have 21 day fix extreme, T25, three week yoga retreat. They also have, um, a, a, a program called Fixate, which is a brand new first of its kind cooking show for healthy weight loss and portion control. Um, so anyway, they've now made their programs available, um, to stream. So it's so awesome. You just sign up for Beachbody On Demand. You can get a free 30-day trial, and then you can just do them from the comfort of wherever you are, streaming on your tablet, your computer, your your television. Um, it's so convenient. And they have one specifically for pregnant women for depending on what trimester you're in. And because I used to work out all the time, and I used to work out with a personal trainer, Speaking of things that are very expensive, so with a personal trainer. So I was like, oh, I'm going to crush this. This is going to like, I hope this is hard enough for me. It was winded a third of the way through. Um, so it's very intense, but but doable. Um, and and I don't know that they would want me saying this, but I'll tell you guys because you can do your free 30-day trial. Some of the um, workout regimens are actually shorter than 30 days. So like the 21-day fix extreme. So you could do the whole 21 day fix extreme, which is it's like, let's say you have a special event coming up or something where you're like, I need to, I need to get this fixed. 21 day fix extreme. Um, so Beachbody on demand gives you the ability to stream hundreds of workouts from programs all proven to deliver amazing results created by world class super trainers. Um, and there's so, 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 so many different programs. There's a huge, huge variety. Um, and it's awesome if you travel, like Al, you were saying, that this would be something for you. Yeah, I would have used it. I traveled Monday through Friday for a couple of years and I wished that I had the service. I would have paid for it immediately. Yeah. Beachbody On Demand allows you to stay on track even when you're away from home. So it's a brand new service. Beachbody On Demand, it's a brand new service, but it already has almost a million members and you guys can get a free 30-day membership. Um, it's only for Allison Rosen your new best friend listeners. Just text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030 and get a full 30 days of access to the entire platform for free. So again, text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030 and get a full 30 days access to this entire platform for free. Okay. I think it is time to do... Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat. I know. It? <laughs> well, it's going to be time to do just, just me or everyone. But first, first, follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel, where do we go for you? I'm at Daniel Quants on Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the Snappy. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> 
Al. I am at the hashtag Al everywhere. Jenna. You can find me at Jenna Kim Jones in most places. And also we have a podcast, Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. Hashtag Al is on it. We talk about lots of different things, couple things, not couple things, lots of exciting things. So please check it out on iTunes or JennaKimJones.com slash podcast and dave huntsberger tell them where to find you and plug anything you'd like to plug oh thank you uh david huntsberger.com and i do a, a podcast called the space cave where i sit down with like uh ph physicists people like that and share beer and chat with them and i uh, have a, a variety show once a month here in la called the junk show it's like animators and magicians and animation and lots of creative types and uh, yeah, every everything's at davidhuntsberger.com, travel dates and stand-up shows and all that sort of stuff. And I can't help but think that that last ad read might have been a little better if at some point someone had shouted, they made me suck their dicks uh, <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> Please make sure to sh- shout that. <laughs> every ad read. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on Something I have thought or done Is it just me or everyone? Okay, Tony DeCoste says, When someone speeds past me on the highway, I think, wow, they must really have to poop. I feel like that's a very compassionate way of looking at that. Because I just think, oh, what a dick. Yeah, my dad once said... "Um." When you see someone like that, just feel sorry for them because they're probably late for work or something. And there's someone on the other side of this that's going to yell at them. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. nice too. I don't I think don't that's true it. though. I just think that they're like entitled and they're like, I have to get there. Yeah. I mean, but maybe you're, maybe they have to poop or they're going to be yelled at. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I don't feel. I get passed in residential areas a lot, which drives me insane because there's kids everywhere and I want to like swerve over and stop them. But they never have a, that diarrhea look. They just have a jerk look. <laughs> like if if they turned to you and their mouth was like squiggly and they were sort of green, yeah, then I would feel... A little tip of the cap. Good luck yeah. to you. But no. Yeah. yeah, people who pass you in residence, that pisses me off too, yeah. Like just on a 25 mile per hour street, they just cruise on past yeah, yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That's happened to me in the last month, that. like two two times is enough that uh, that stands out are you going like super slow or are they like like both times i've looked down like i'm not one of those people and i looked down like i'm going exactly how fast you should be going and if anything i i'd be fine if i were going slower there are kids everywhere related to that it pisses me off so um when i'm turning into our uh garage or driveway oftentimes there's or sometimes there's someone behind me yeah. and you can see they're pissed off because I've slowed down. Oh my gosh. We're not, this isn't a major street. This is a residential street. Like, fuck off. This is what you do on a residential street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You pull in your residence. Mm -hmm. That's why they call it a street, a residential street. (laughs) It goes back to the door knocking thing. And someone said this recently to me that like no one raises their hoods anymore and works on their cars. So neighbors don't like wander over to each other's house. So yeah, yeah, we're not too cool to each other. Like person to person in a neighborhood. Someone slows down. You're like, get the fuck out of my way. (laughs) You know where they do though is down in uh, like Newport or wherever those homes where they have the front area that is, how how can you describe this? Like every house, every house in Corona Del Mar near the beach, like when you get closer to the beach, has um, the front room usually opens out into a patio with like a very low gate 
Uh, oh yeah, like about. in the Flower Streets. And there's like almost no division between these um, outdoor seating areas, mm-hmm. and or even the sidewalk. And everybody is kind of looking into each other's living rooms. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the opposite of what you're used to in a suburban area. It's like yeah. everybody. It's very communal and yeah. very that's beach living. I, yeah, I, I guess, guess so. that's toilets what it is. right mm-hmm. in the center of the living room. <laughs> oh my god, that's what I want. <gasps> I've seen. Have I told that story about the house that I looked at w- renting in Santa Monica, where the there was a master bedroom, the w- which was probably like a third of the entire house. And the the master bedroom had a wall that was like glass doors that went out into the backyard. And um, half of the room, there was like a little riser. So the floor was like higher. <laughs> and then that half was the bathroom. But there were no walls. And the toilet was just right in the middle. Uh, I, dated, if I, oh. I dated a girl with a house like that. And it was not okay. Yeah, yeah. Allison is over there salivating. Like, what is the address? This is, this is so much better. My sister owns a home. This is the home she wanted. They bought it. <laughs> the master bedroom is just as you described. Ugh. There's a balcony that you can walk out to. There's the bedroom area. Then there's just the bathroom. Just right there. Shower. Just Why? right there. No doors. Glass shower. No. Just showering it up. The and shower then, is in the center of the room. In the center. What? And then there's two toilets Back to back with a little <laughs> wall in between. But you are basically, if you go to the bathroom at the same time, you're pooping back to back. It's a, like a, a like love a, toilet. How did this just come up? <laughs> <laughs> and when she showed me the house, I, she's like, yeah, it's kind of different. Cool, right? I'm like, <laughs> no. I don't know what you're sort thinking. What if kids wander in? They don't even care. The kids love using those toilets. They're yeah, just like, like all for it. She has four kids. Wow. Yeah. So you know, like crazy. Bruce Springsteen will like go back to back on the microphone and say, <laughs> we wanted to poop that way. Yeah. It's like a big selling point. <laughs> so it's like home. a half wall kind of. Yeah. Like you could throw something You can over like it. shout over to the other person. It's weirder yeah. for me that like if I got up early <laughs> no to get ready for work. <laughs> no, share I'm, the paper. Sorry. I'm showering while you're laying in bed and I'm just staring at you <laughs> showering. That's the weirder <laughs> part for me. The t- I, could, I could see past the toilet issue. Right. Yeah, but imagine you're sleeping and like. Jenna is just yes. on the toilet staring at you while like yeah. That is, that's, that's yeah. I um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if someone's in the shower and a kid walks in or something? Honestly, it's, are they super European in that way? I think they must be. <laughs> Wait, uh, but be- is this a, the sister who's actually is overseas? Or? No, no, no. She's okay. like, she's in Utah. So I, wow, I don't, and I don't Utah. think this is like a thing in Utah. Yeah. I think she's really standing out <laughs> in the crowd. Yeah, they should have the toilets side by side so you can hold hands while you're pooping, or like, or like yes. a love or seat l- where it's like link your arm ba- back to back, but like standard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why even bother? Just put a toilet in a lazy boy, call it a day. <laughs> I, I was in like <laughs> toilets that face each other, so you could just <laughs> stare at each other while you're bearing down. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds so nice. So romantic. So like, you never feel alone. <laughs> <laughs> and where you just say nice things to each other while you're, I love you so much. I love when you do this yeah. <laughs> while you're pooping. Yeah. Uh, Demian Cordova says, I often pause the TV show I'm watching to watch short videos on my phone. I don't watch short videos on my phone, but I, I ask Daniel to pause it so I can like catch up on Twitter. You don't. What happens is, <laughs> what happens is we'll be watching a show and then I'll look over at you and you will be deep into Twitter <laughs> and I'll be like, you didn't get any of the stuff that just happened, did you? No, and you'll say, are you watching? Are you I'll, watching? I'll, did you sorry. get that? Did, and yeah. you're like, oh, uh, uh, 
I think so. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, this thing that happened, you'll be like, oh, no, you need to rewind it <laughs> a few seconds. And then it's like five minutes. It's great. I've done this. This scenario is very familiar with us. However, there's a new one in our life while watching TV where Al will want to show me because he's always on his phone and then he'll want to show me a funny video and then I cannot watch a funny video and have the TV going at the same time. It's just like chaos in my brain can't handle it. And so I'll be like half watching this video that he's trying to show me. He's like, did you see that part? But I'm half watching the TV and it's so stressful until I finally grab the remote. And I and it's like, okay, just start everything over again. Yeah. We, I can't handle this. It's a real problem that I have. I'm just trying to fix it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just play two songs at the same time just to bother her. Do you really do that? Yeah. He does. Yeah. I swear. But he do just check w- out this new song and then I'll play a second song on another device. <laughs> Just to really mess up with her. I can't handle it. <laughs> My brain can't do it. I can't either. Um, and as a kid, whenever my sister and I would want to play music, especially in the car, I remember my dad or my mom saying, it's making me nervous. And I didn't, that didn't even, like the words didn't compute. And yet now I totally get that because I like si- silence is the most peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I used to put my Walkman, I used to listen to music while doing homework. And I did fine. Right. Now, I I absolutely could never do something like that. And yet they say that kids have no attention span. So what is what is it? Is it Twitter? It's ruined our lives. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the sense is children have less of an attention span than adults. However, I definitely well, I could maybe I could multitask as a kid and I can't as an adult. I don't know. Right. I think you. it's I, I think nobody's great at multitasking, but I think it's harder as you get older. Yeah. Um, okay. Nicole Goodwin says, find half empty trivia packets everywhere because they are just way too big. Just me and Allison or everyone? There is no trivia packet too big for Allison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You know what I like to do sometimes? You know how they have those like giant bags of sugar in the raw? Yeah. I like to, this is a sight gag, but I like to like kind of. Go into the pretend in the grocery. I only, I've only. Done oh, this. like it's yeah. one sugar. Yeah, packet, I like, like to just shake it, shake it back and forth. Yeah, it's just, it's just a fun thing to do. <laughs> if you good. need to spice up your grocery, that store one experience. person that's in the aisle with you, if they if they notice, is yeah. d- delighted, super, super entertained. Um, but Nicole, I know exactly what you mean. Trivia packets are some of the biggest artificial sweetener packets you'll find out there. Uh, uh, T R U V I A. Yeah. yeah. Thought there was something of like trivial pursuit packets or laying around in the world, <laughs> and you were like huge into trivia, <laughs> but only half of it, right? Only yeah, the only first part. Yeah. People just keep throwing them aside. There's too much trivia. <laughs> Not trivia. for us, am I right? She can't get enough. Yeah, so I'm with you on that one. Valley of the Goths says it takes twice as long to get ready when listening to good music. So when I'm putting on makeup. That's around the time that I'm like, I should be listening to something. But if I'm in a rush, I won't because it, I'm convinced it makes me slower. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, the, the fact that we're interacting with these sort of thoughts that permeate sort of the digital space. You're like, why in the hell would someone share that? And now we're a bunch of adults. Right. Um, yeah. Getting ready with music is difficult. <laughs> well, they're sharing it because we're doing the segment on it. So you said they tweeted that at yes. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that was a compelling idea that you just searched the internet for a <laughs> No. <laughs> no, these are people who specifically, I should have said that. These are people who specifically sent in things that they think or do. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's so on me. That's on me. I've done this. No, no. I've done this before. I, 
I, I really felt that. So they send in things they think or do, and they wonder if it's just me or everyone. And then we talk about them. So they're sharing them specifically because they're like, is it just me? That's right. I remember this from last time. Have you oh, been eating clearly. bread? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Johnson says, stress out when I know someone is going to be late and I can't hurry them along at the risk of sounding rude. Yeah, that's a terrible situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to just resign yourself to being late. Yeah, I think it says a lot about your whole outlook on life. Are you like, mm-hmm. you can look at it as like, well, this is going to raise my blood pressure, be all this unnecessary anxiety. Well, I'll be dead one day. Who cares if we're 10 minutes late to this party? And then you just accept it. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, what if I just am transposing that onto every part of my life right. and I'm letting this affect me? So then you go, hey, hey, come on, pick it up. And then, you know, sometimes that happens. I don't sure. know. I tend to always be late. I tend to just go like, eh. You yeah, were like- super on time tonight, though. That's because I wasn't relying on anyone. If okay. someone else is going to be the source of it, then I just go, well, if they know we want it to leave at this time and they're clearly just ignoring that. Yeah. So that's well, it's good if it's not in your control. You just go, okay, I can't control how late we are because this person is the one that's control. Then letting it go is not a bad thing. Yeah. No, that's hard <laughs> to do. <laughs> it's looking right at me. I don't know. Now your turn. <laughs> uh, I... Was a I don't know I don't know if I have any feelings on this one. Al, do you? Al turned me into a very on time person. Yeah, I was not before. My him. trick was just announcing the time of how much time she had left. That is until his we trick to go, and it works. That's just so you move. know, it's twelve forty five. We got to be out about twelve fifty. Got five minutes. Just that's for us to get on time. Things like that. It usually starts about an hour before though. <laughs> it's eleven thirty, and we need to leave at one. If you're gonna so. shower, you probably ought to do it now. <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, <laughs> but needing to leave at one is based on your knowledge of how long it's going to take to get somewhere. Yeah, because I would imagine Jenna, you probably were underestimating how long it would take to get somewhere and how long it would take you to get ready. Both, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also yes. he Google's maps everything like Uh-oh. seven times before. If we have to go somewhere and be <laughs> on time, Al has mapped every direction <laughs> that we might possibly need to go and how long it's going to take. You gotta have contingency plans. I mean, yeah. you never know. I mean, come on. It's very. It on top happens of to me with uh, now. That I think about it, like. Uh, I have a you know a variety of friends. Usually, it's like one or two people that give like will give me rides to the airport, which is mm-hmm. such a nice thing for them to do. Yeah, those are mm-hmm. good like, hey, if you could pick me up at this time, mm-hmm. and then I, there'll be a part of me that's like, maybe I should remind them, like, oh, hey, really? And I go, no, they know, of course they know. And then that time hits, and I'll <laughs> get like a text like taken off now or something like that to where I'm like, oh, oh dear. Now that's different. <laughs> yeah. There are certain things like, like that's why you, you had the lucid dream of being on time at the airport. <laughs> no kidding. It's like, oh, it feels it's so good. weird anxiety. Like the ticking, cl- it's, just, I feel, it's the only time I get to feel like a gunslinger yeah. is watching the departure time get ever closer and then you're just like, all right, if I get this bin, I get my shoes off right into, I can, ma- I can run to my gate and make it. It's virtually <sighs> every feeling. flying experience. I have <laughs> really airports are that's like one thing that I always try to be early for mm-hmm. and I usually am in fact some well this I don't do okay so stress out when I know someone is going to be late and I can't hurry them along at the risk of sounding rude I will hurry Daniel along and I don't care if I sound rude the night before <laughs> we have a big flight planned when like I'm packed and I'm about ready to go to bed and then he's at his desk sculpting something. And that <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. 
and I don't like know. Guys- what, I don't know where the line should be because I do recognize that like he's his own person. He <laughs> can manage his own time. But it is infringing on my and like he's more comfortable. Your peace of mind, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it doesn't take me as long to pack. You know what else? I've started packing the next morning because I used to pack the night before, figuring, oh, I get it all taken care of. But then I get all up in my head and I get all nervous and thinking Mm -hmm. about, oh, then then I bring it too much and I forget to bring something yeah and i can't sleep so now i just leave it for the morning i actually used to always be a night before packer but in the last few years i have started packing the morning of this specific thing i'm talking about was we were going to paris and i think we had a really early morning flight i can't remember it was something where for some reason I, it had to be the night before that i was packing and he had to get some we last made minute it. sculpting in <laughs> we made it <laughs> what were you sculpting i don't remember paris what would i have been working on then a beret <laughs> no, I've been, you know, I I forget I can't actually. Remember. Or am I thinking of New York where you were finishing some ornaments that you were making? Mm. You were doing well, that was awesome. Oh, well that a Wendy profile I think you had, right? He, well, I made That was yeah, New York. I had to finish painting some ornaments I was making cuz we were visiting family on that trip that I was going to give them to and I didn't want to take all the art supplies right. I had to finish it. And that was a very early morning flight. But I swear this was happening again on the Par- when we went to Paris. <laughs> Thank you. <Jeff. laughs> and, uh, definitely don't ever forget this. <laughs> Just hold on to it. I want to hear about it when we're 60. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ashley Bloodworth says, get her- Excuse me. <laughs> Just sizzling away. Get irrationally irritated when someone uses an apostrophe incorrectly. Mm. It depends. Sometimes, but sometimes not. <laughs> Such a not answer. Al knows when I'm in a mood. He says I'm being punchy. That's mm-hmm. what... Uh, when I start correcting people's <laughs> online um, grammar and spelling. It is. I'll be like, Just, yeah. can you even believe you wrote this? This is... This is garbage. And then, uh, you know, if I see a they're there or they're right. wrong, it usually rolls off my back. Don't even care. But if I'm in a bad mood, it's when I really start calling people out. For the your your too. Oh, yes. <laughs> she gets a little sharp. Do you ever tweet someone sharp. back and be like, a pot, you know, a pot or uh, what is it? Asterisk, dub, you know, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Yeah. Get it to together. Them? No, I don't. I just do it in my head or to Al. There's a people will put an apostrophe in it when it is unnecessary frequently. It's is tough for people. It is. Mm-hmm. It just is. I've even made the mistake, and then I. Feel I think like, I have Ugh. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I hate myself yeah. for days. But also, like the you know autocorrect will yes. oftentimes not know either, and will fuck it up for you, and you or know, duck you it up. It'll duck it up, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Tim Golding says. <laughs> I use a looser belt hole when sitting than when I'm standing or walking. Oh, I'll go one yeah. further. I've been taking the belt off to sit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Wait, I'm an old man now. T- in public? I'm confused about like this belt so situation. Work. Yeah. I mean, no, like when you I'm loosen home. the belt when, when I'm you sit home. down and you tighten it when you stand up. Yeah. Well, if I'm home, there's no belt. Right. That's what I'm saying. And also oh, okay. no bra. Yeah, I'm like, at work, at, home. at work, I'll keep it on. I'm not crazy. <laughs> that's that's that like what a, I'm imagining. Like, what's that slide buckle? Like a military kind of thing? Those are, that, yeah. That'd be a perfect, then you don't have to, because this motion of hauling it out of your pants <laughs> is exhausting. 
They should make belts that are just decorative belts, but are really just like soft elastic. Mm-hmm. I, and this is a... Like a ski boot, you know, where you yeah. can kind of <laughs> like ratchet it. Like, right. Ooh, I need to tighten up. I'm walking. <laughs> Get home. I will say, and this is a pre-pregnancy thought, I long to have the kind of body that is the exact same dimensions, whether you're like sitting or standing. Oh, like right. I bet when Angelina Jolie sits down, her clothes fit exactly the same. All, yeah. Versus any sort of TV appearance I do involves hauling a chair into the bedroom in front of the mirror so I can practice sitting see, <laughs> see yep. how I sit and also it involves an email sent to the producer to find out like how much of me will be showing just trying to figure out whether to wear pants <laughs> but really what I'm asking is like how much of me is going to show yep you're pretty easy going <laughs> I'm fun do you you're type fun. that laugh into the email <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have a special psychotic laugh <laughs> font. Person is I'm casual <laughs> it's like the joke it's like the joker haha like scratch jangly <laughs> I would love to see a brain scan of this person because they until they shared that on Twitter really m- maybe no one else knew that little secret of theirs yeah. and when they get up and start walking like here we go just <laughs> <laughs> the feeling in their brain I'm like this feels right yeah yeah um Gerhardt says, get excited and say hello when driving by a car with a dog staring at me from the passenger side. Uh, what a I, maniac. <laughs> I know. Get it together, Gerhard. <laughs> I probably do that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is already a fairly scatologically themed show. Tell them about the song that you apparently... So No. Uh... <laughs> Daniel, I don't ever sing aloud in the car because I'm... I guess I'm just not fun. And I certainly don't come up with songs. But Daniel told me about a song he sang, (laughs) which I thought was like a song he came up with years ago. It was a song he sang on his way home from work the other night. Chunky chicken vegetable, chunky chicken vegetable, chunky chicken vegetable, <laughs> not chicken vegetable, chunky You chicken. can <laughs> eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a big old bag of dicks. Similar to that one. Eat a bag of, eat a bag of, eat a bag of dicks. Hey. Oh I think goodness. I came up with that song for the same reason. So this, there was just a jackass on the road. I have the long ass commute now. I sometimes it takes me an hour to get home. I know, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and oh, so sorry, thank you. And this fucking guy was not letting me merge, and I needed to merge because I was doing the ways way home, which means all sorts of crazy turns off of busy streets and stuff. And finally, I was able to get in front of him. And I admit I'd had some coffee right before I got on the road <laughs> and I started to say, I don't remember how the song went. It was something about eating my farts, <laughs> but uh, the chorus involved. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, because that was him. Gulp. You didn't realize that's what no, was going on I in the song. I didn't. I thought they were just like. Gulp sound like fart gulp fart no, gulp sound effects. Me farting I didn't realize and the him gulping. swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it a bag of farts? No, you can't have a bag of farts. Okay, you can have a Pringles can of farts, but you can't have a bag of farts. <laughs> yeah, but there was a lot of acting out, and I won't make you do it. I wouldn't acting- even know what it was, honey. I don't remember. Oh, Listen, that's it was, not was a true. lot of like that is. This was a gulp? very serious. Listen, gulp? you're. You had a whole body movement that went. You're with talking it. about something that was a very sincere, <laughs> uh, deeply felt moment between me and a jackass on the road, and I. Two things. One, I cannot wait to hear what songs you will write for your baby. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait <laughs> because 
And two, is this like, we have the sim- same personality type, right? Yes. I do this in the car all the time, makeup songs. Yes, thank and you, And I Jenna. make up songs all the time for Sam all the time. Jenna and I are simpatico. So I just am wondering if maybe this has something to do with our rational architect. It might. Mind. It very well might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. We both do that. And, and I had the sunroof open and Ooh, good. was singing it really loud. <laughs> I was hoping he would hear my... <laughs> My little uh, song. Like um, la 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 la. <laughs> yeah. Thank and l- you. Lastly, Amy Shepard says, of all the housework, most hate cleaning the microwave and leave it for months before relenting. <sighs> cleaning the microwave is rough. Mm-hmm. That's when I that I clean the microwave when my mom comes to visit because I feel like that's like one thing she would open my microwave and be like, "Wow, Jenna, I thought I taught you better than this." Because <laughs> I remember cleaning the microwave a lot growing up. So mm. it's hard. But other than that, forget it. <laughs> the problem is, depending on how high up your microwave is, it's hard to like get the right angle to clean the top of it. Mm. I still th- constantly heat up food in the microwave and really chance it with no lid on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> me I too. Yeah. Hear it bubbling and <laughs> yes! popping. I thought there won't be that big pop. Yeah, it's a disaster. <laughs> and then you hear it. Like, ah! <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, there's a dog I'd like to talk about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. Come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 That's what you are. That's what you are. Right, so this is where I feature dogs that my friend Laura London, a dog trainer, is working with at the Downey Shelter, which is a high-kill shelter, Um, but they have a training program, so these are dogs that are available for adoption that are being trained by a professional dog trainer. What Um, does high-kill mean? It means that that they euthanize if they don't. A lot of dogs? Well, you know, it's funny. You hear high-kill. I don't know if there's a low-kill shelter. It's either like no-kill or high-kill. They need to modulate that. Well, yeah. does it mean it's like a solid question? It's like a shorter amount of time until euthanization, or is it just like we have a lot of dogs that mm-hmm. we run through the? I don't know. I think oftentimes like city run or county run shelters versus a non. I'm now speaking out my ass. I could be wrong. Versus like a like a nonprofit shelter, I think can be no kill. They can have that policy. Right. Whereas the city run shelters, like they have to take in the dogs, and I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting though. You always hear high kill or you hear no kill. I don't, I don't know. I don't exactly know. Oh, okay. But all I know is there's a dog there, a super sweet lady dog named Rini. She's 12 years old. She's an American Staffordshire Terrier. She is about 60 pounds and she's playful and friendly. She's a senior dog. She's beautiful and she's an awesome companion pet says Laura. She has a lot of spirit considering her age um, and she can fit into any home where her days can be filled with long walks and lots of love. And it sounds like she's a really great dog. And so Laura is surprised that she's still there. She's been at the shelter for 133 days. So um, it's time to get her out. So you guys check out Rini. Go to shelterme.com slash downy slash Rini R-E-N-I-E training program. Rini training program. And you can find out more about her. I will also have a link to her and a photo in the episode summary on my website, alisonrosen.com. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alice and Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Alice and Rosen is your new best friend.